to Perfectly Normal, a podcast that brings you love, courage, and connection. And I'm your host, Michelle. I'm a life coach, artist, author, and pharmacist. I'm the founder of Elevate Life Coaching. It's a seminar and coaching company. Let's jump right into the show. tuning in today for another episode of Perfectly Normal. So I started this podcast because, you know, I realized that there are some things that in our life that that's never perfectly normal. And it all depends on our perception of a situation and also our experience of these situations. So take, for example, right now, what we're going through there's nothing normal about this, right? <clears throat> and there's nothing normal about what we're experiencing and how we're showing up and what we're going through. So there's absolutely nothing normal right now. And perhaps we'll never get back to being normal ever again. Um, I remember years ago when I, when I was still living in New York, um, I was there when the 9-11 had happened. And so I, it was early in the morning, and I remember getting up from my bed, and I was doing, going through my routine of making my coffee, getting things from my cupboard, and getting, setting, setting down to um, watch morning news. So as I sat down and watching morning news, I was just kind of browsing and seeing what's going on in the world. And in front of me, in front of my eyes, I saw this plane going into the Twin Tower. And as it was happening, my heart just froze and I froze. And I was thinking, holy shit, what just happened? And from that moment on, nothing in New York City had been normal and the way that we used to live. So I remember um, that that day I actually had to go into work in the afternoon and where I used to work is actually in the city or close to the city. So I would have to get onto the freeway and every time I get onto the freeway, I can see those twin towers from where I live. So it's only 10, 15, 15, 20 minutes at most of the distance of driving. So I remember I was watching that whole black smoke coming out from the uh, the World Trade Center site. And it was just beyond belief. But there's something about these type of events that happen to a location, to the world, and to ourselves, is that when those moments happen, it changes our lives in such a way that we would not be able to perceive, we would not be able to um, predict in the future. Um, so during that time, it was a lot of chaos in, in New York City. And I remember, um, you know, there's times where I'm going to work, there's huge traffic, long line because of the security check. And there are people, you know, walking, still walking, bare, um, you know, barefoot. And then there are people who's walking long distance barefoot. Um, to to get back to the borough, to, to where they live, or to go to work into the city. So everyone were panicking. Everyone were, you know, in a total shock. But what changed after the 9-11 was a number of things. 
um, we tightened our security and we have, um, there's a lot of pharmacy, they, they, they have um, extra stock of albuterol, um, the bronchodilator to help people breathe. And I remember the pharmacy that I was working at as an intern um, back in New York City, we stock extra supplies of albuterol just in case, you know, these officers who walk into the pharmacy store and they will require some assistance. So all these had made change after the event. And I remember going to New York City, you know, when I first got there as an immigrant, I remember people were very cold and sometimes people are still very cold right now. And, and everyone is in a very focus, they're in a rush and no one really stopped and listened to each other. And for whatever reason, and after the event, after 9-11, I remember people become extra nice. And it, it's, you start seeing the kindness that everyone has and everyone capable of start showing up after the 9-11. And we were more compassionate toward each other. We were more caring for others. And it was, it was really nice. It felt really connected. It felt like we are in this together and we can do this together. You need, you need a helping hand, let me help you out. And you see immediately how willing people are, are, are able to share their compassion. They're, they're able to express their kindness to each other. And that was the most beautiful thing that I had seen and experienced through the 9-11 um, um, experience. But moving forward, this is something on a global level, and this is something on a larger scale, which I never seen any any one of the any any type of these uh, events before. I, I don't know how to react. I don't know what to respond. And I was just in a conversation earlier with a friend of mine. Um, he he is from Turkey and he lives in Turkey right now. And even he was sharing that even in Turkey, you know, there's a lot of people having a lot of fear, walking around with a lot of fear. And one of his friends actually um, was infected. And the whole family, his wife, kids, the whole entire family has been affected by the coronavirus. So there's a lot of fear going on everywhere around the world. And with fear, what happened as a result of fear is how we behave because fear is a, is an emotion and if you have followed me in my previous all my previous episode i had emphasized this this thing about how our emotion will arise from our thinking or our thoughts and without thoughts and emotion will take some actions around those core thoughts and core emotion and so it's totally understandable why there's been a lot of chaos going around. There's people panicking, going to grocery shop, stock up, stockpile. And there's, it's perfectly, it makes perfect sense why people would be, um, you know, feeling anxious and overwhelmed because they lost their job. And some, of, some people actually don't know if they're gonna have you know, a, a job tomorrow or the next month. Um, you know, even at work right now, even though there's a lot of, um, you know, healthcare shortages and nurses and doctors who's on the front line, but not all the units are open and not 
all these elective surgery have been canceled. So imagine all these elective surgeries, all the staff that, that was taking care of these elective surgery, all these staff got cut off. They have no job. They have no hours. So you can imagine them sitting at home with a stay-home order. They're sitting at home with this tremendous amount of emotion. And, and it's already there happening with their career. And you're adding this external influence to, to tell them that, hey, this, we don't know how long this is going to be. You might have to stay home for another 14 days or up to three, two months. That, that to me is just creating a lot more of that panic, fear, overwhelm, and anxiety for people. So it makes perfect sense how we are behaving now is a reflection of what we're feeling. And recently, I came across posts um, on my social medias or on my Facebook actually specifically, where people are encouraging the separation. People are posting to encourage separation. And people are encouraging the idea of this is because of you, what happened to me is because of you. So there's a lot of blaming. There's a lot of anger going on. There's a lot of you know chaos. And yesterday I was on a call, and one of our um, board members, she shared that she's she's a teacher. And when this whole coronavirus first started, kids, eight-year-old kids, they already bring this idea of the separation into the school. So they're bullying each other because of this. They're bullying each other because that's what they heard from their parents. So with the fear, you can see how powerful if we don't use our fear in the correct way or we don't manage our own fear in the correct way. So exactly how do you manage your fear? And perhaps you're sitting at home and you're going through this same feeling yourself. Maybe you're worrying about, you know, where's my future? What does my future hold? How am I going to find a job? Am I going to find another job? Or even just with business, if you still have a business and it's slowing you down, it's slowing the way that you conduct in your business, maybe all these external things that you're sitting with, it's creating that fear, that anxiety coming up. How do you manage it? So the way that you're managing it is very simple. Number one, give yourself permission to be fear, to be fearful. It's completely normal of what you're going through right now. What you are experiencing is normal. I mean, you look around, everyone is scared. If I look around, if I see everyone scared and panicking and don't know what to do, don't you think I would be scared? Absolutely, I would be scared. So the feeling that you have, the fear and the anxiety, it's normal to you. It's okay to have fear. There's no such thing as you shouldn't be scared. Don't worry, you're gonna get another job. There's no such thing as that. What you're going through is absolutely, makes perfect sense for what we're going through right now in the world. And so give yourself permission to allow that emotion to come. 
and understand that that is an emotion. What happens when you feel happy? Your, your happiness probably comes and you feel joyful and you feel, feel this joy in your heart. So just as happiness, fear is an emotion. You don't need to push fear outside the door. You don't need to avoid it. What you need to do is welcome, open the door for fear, and allow yourself, give yourself permission to validate yourself for what's going on right now. And you have to understand, and you have to believe that no matter how this thing is going to end, we are going to come out stronger. And the minute that you start working and training your mindset like that, when you start, stop pushing fear away and you start to exercising those muscles of resilience and, and you know, putting yourself back into the, to the chair, driving, driving seat. And when you start doing, exercising those muscles, when you, when you come around a month, two months, when you project that, imagine how stronger, how much stronger you're going to be you actually have the ability of going through this fear and managing yourself and don't get your fear overpowering you. So isn't it an amazing experience to know that this is the moment that we can all learn to exercise those muscles. We can exercise our resilience muscle so that we, we can become stronger and better a better version of ourselves. So, and for the, one of the ideas that you know, I, I also want to share is the fact that the world is as one. If you look around, the virus does not discriminate. The virus does not go to any particular country and say, you know what? I'm going to close the door and I'm going to infect only this particular section of the world. You look around you, everywhere is happening. And if you think about how the virus is transmitted, it makes perfect sense. Look at how well that we're traveling. Look at how much of the technology and, and the uh, transportation has advanced in, in, in these time of the, the year and this time of the, the decade. Look at how well the, our transportation system has been developed. And so it makes perfect sense how one, one person caught it, it, it gets spread to another person. And all you need is just a couple of spread to spread it exponentially. So if you were to understand it, that the virus does not discriminate, it's not the virus. It's how we perceive what's happening to us. If you continue, to perceive that you are the victim, of course, it has to be you that I'm going to invite, then you are always being locked down to that mentality of I am the victim and there is no choice. But the fact is, you have the choice. You have a choice of seeing this from a different perspective. Sure, you can be angry, which Many, many people are doing now because of that fear and that anger, so they express it in anger, and then they behave in such a way in anger. Or you can take it to the next level of acceptance. Accepting 
this is the situation we're in now, accepting that we can only slow the spread of the infection by doing our part and stay home. We can accept the fact that this happened to everyone, regardless of your race, gender, ethnicity, your demographic, your political beliefs. It, despite of that, all that, we're all equal. So I want to encourage you to stop those who's encouraging the separation. I want to encourage you to stand up to what you believe in. I want to encourage you to do your part so that we can make this world a better place. So that's it for this week's episode. And if you like my podcast, I would definitely appreciate you giving me a rating on Spotify and iTunes. Um, I would also appreciate if you are watching me on YouTube, please give me a, you know, go ahead and click the subscribe button. And if you like more interaction with me, you can check out my Facebook at Life Coaching by Elevate. You can also find me on my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. Um, if you're an Instagram follower, follow me on Instagram at Elevate Life Coach. And I will see you next time. Hey. Thanks for joining me this week on Perfectly Normal. Make sure to visit my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. And if you found values in this show, I appreciate a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show that will really help me too. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.